Hi guys, hi A, hi Tucker Marks. How are you guys? Hi Q, hi A. Yeah, thanks for for joining us again, Tucker. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you back. We're definitely gonna. Um, Cassandra asked today about the E Girl Summit. I'm I, now that I'm on break, I'm committed to making that happen too. But we're happy <laughs> to have you back for a solo, awesome. <laughs> a solo show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are the kids all asleep, eh? Yeah, no, all, all's, all's quiet on the Western Front, so. <laughs> Did they go down with not much of a battle, I'm hoping? It, it wasn't too bad tonight, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You can, I feel like you can never, like, bank on that being, like, happening again, but I'll take it. I'm always trying to convince A to be more neglectful of his children, like, I- <laughs> Like I have this uh, parent who's like, I think his daughter's around your age and they like, she goes in the room at seven and they've like trained her to like not leave, even if she doesn't sleep. <laughs> well, it, we, I mean, we, we have a, a actually like a, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, but it like covers the doorknob basically so that like an adult can like turn it, but a kid can't. Yeah. So she's like trapped in there, but that doesn't stop her from like screaming or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always just like, put her in there, come down to the pod. It's fine. (laughs) I understand that's not how uh, kids work. Um, How are you today, Tucker? Doing good. Doing good. Normal day. Good. Me too. Happy Passover, A, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot even what you're supposed to say to that. But like in Hebrew, there's like a thing, but I forget. Yeah. Well, I just keep reminding everyone that you're Jewish, so I can never be uh, accused of (laughs) (laughs) anti-Semitism. And so everyone will direct their anti-Semitic hate towards me. You say Shag Shamak. Shag Sameach, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I said it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, that's great. I'm sure you're not doing anything, but that's apparently tonight. I think. So yeah, it's like eight nights or something. But yeah. the first night is like the biggest one. I think. I'm yeah. the wrong person to ask. Yeah. All right. Well, should we jump right into it? Do you guys? What do you want to start with? Do you want to hear about the Trump rally or? Is that it, or should we do the one of the other ones first? Uh, I mean, I have to admit, I'm kind of curious to hear about the Trump thing. I am too. <laughs> okay, we could start there. I think it's like the topic of the moment. Um, so I work next to the courthouse. That doesn't dox me in any way because there's like 40 <laughs> buildings that could be considered next to the courthouse. <laughs> oh, so I have no problems saying that. Um, but so my boss made this like big thing out of it. Like there was like an email and it was like, if we have to lock down, like due to a insurrection type 
event. Like, this is what it's going to be like. So, like, the vibe was kind of intense, you know, because, um, you know, all the adults and the kids were, like, n- a little nervous about, like, what could happen because this, like, big email went out. Um, and when I got off the train, it was weird. Like, there was a bunch of helicopters and shit in the sky, and there was, like, cops everywhere, but mostly just, like, texting on their phones and shit, you know? <laughs> um, but anyway, when I had my break, I decided to, like, walk over and, like, really... I guess, try to see what was going on. And I got there, like, only maybe 10 or 15 minutes after Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos had left. <laughs> so I'm a little disappointed. How do you know? Were people, like, well, because I looked... Well, I looked at the time... Like, when I got home that night, I looked through all the photos because... I was probably photographed, like, I don't even... I mean, already living in New York, I'm probably photographed thousands of times a day just in our, like, surveillance (laughs) state way. But there, there was, like, more media than there were actual people, like, in attendance at whatever this was, if that makes sense. So (laughs) there was just, like, constant, like, photographing, you know? So I just wanted to see if I ended up in any of the photos. I didn't. (laughs) Um, Or at least none that I saw published on, like, the mainstream... Uh, sites, but um, if you were like a block in either direction, you wouldn't have even known like anything. If you was going you should on. have worn a crazy costume or like an Infowars <laughs> t-shirt or something. I know, you I know, it you was coming from work. <laughs> yeah, I was I was coming from work, but I did the thing that was, of course, obvious is like th- there was definitely a lot of like crisis actor vibe people there. So, like, the first woman I came across was a black woman with white paint all over her body. Um, and she had a blonde wig on. And she was screaming, I'm white, I'm white, I'm a, I'm a white crackhead. And she was saying <laughs> stuff about cooning into the metaverse. And she, had two, and she had two men, like, crawling around her. And I, like, couldn't even tell what the men were doing because there were so many reporters around her just filming her and photographing her. Um, And I wish I had made a fake press badge because there was tons of dudes who looked like me, you know, just like average looking white dudes. So I I easily could have just, like some of them had these like press badges on, but I'm like, no one officially passed those. You know what I mean? Like I could have just been wearing one of those. Um, So she was doing her thing and... I guess I found out later some conservatives tried to paint that as she was blocking the entrance to the Trump rally, but I couldn't tell if she was part of it or not, to be honest. Yeah, I saw the video that you posted. I wasn't really (laughs) sure, yeah, like what, (laughs) how to place that. Yeah, I didn't know where she was in the political spectrum. But anyway, so they had the park in front of the courthouse divided into two distinct sections so there was a side that was for like the trump side and there was a side that was for like the other side which i had trouble defining what the other side even was because there was like black lives matter protesters and like people doing like the this is what democracy looks like this is what democracy looks like. like there was that there was like but there was like only like 20 of them on that side you know And then on the Trump side, there was a bunch of people, there was a lot of people getting really blazed. 
there was a lot of there was a lot of like joints and blunts getting passed around, which I don't even smoke anymore. But I wouldn't have partaken in any way because I had to go back to work. But so everyone was there was kind of like a lazy kind of like stonery vibe on that side. People were sort of just sitting around. There was a lot of like Curtis Yarvin looking bros, like mm. you know what I mean, like guys who were sort of in like Argyle and like. I don't know, youngish guys, like the people with the, like the toad, the toad joke people. What, you know, what is that called? (laughs) Pepe the Frog or whatever. (laughs) Guys guys that post memes like that. It's like who who seem to be, there was a lot of those guys. Um, And then there was like interspersed amongst those dudes. There was just like a bunch of crazy people. Um, and those were all, those were the only people getting interviewed was like the crazy <laughs> people, you know, like I was standing next to this woman who had like was all maga out and like a, rep- a reporter came up and she was like, you, I want to talk to you. And I was like, me, because I, I was like, I would have said something. <laughs> she was like, no, I want them. I want the lady in like the maga jumpsuit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't that's want it. <laughs> that's why you need to wear the InfoWars gear. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that really I mean, it stood out. I, I did feel like the Democrat side and the Republican side, quote unquote. Again, I'm having trouble even defining what the sides were in this situation, but I feel like they both felt very orchestrated and that there was like a lot of people who were paid to kind of be there maybe. Mm. Uh Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. So neither side- Seemed like more of a thing. Yeah, like neither side felt very like authentic, you know. Mm-hmm. There was a huge group of black guys wearing blacks for Trump. <laughs> which I didn't even know blacks for Trump was a <laughs> they all had shirts on that said blacks for Trump. Um Yeah, and there was there was kind of a lot of hot guys around, which I thought was funny. Hmm. You know, some upstanding Boy. looking guys. Right wing no guys, hot women, very few women at all. <laughs> I think women are smart and don't. Well, some of the weirdos were women, like the uh, this robot lady or whatever, the white paint lady, white face lady. Yeah, white face lady was a woman, and then there was the other woman I posted who I actually really liked, the one who was like gladio pilled, seemingly. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, it's go to Switzerland, go to the Vatican. She was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> she, she wasn't seemed... making a lot of sense. But then every like one in 10 thing she was like going off on. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I thought she made a lot of sense. She made a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, she had the vibe right. I think she was definitely like directionally correct, like hundred <laughs> percent. She was like, "There's some satanic shit going on." I agreed with that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing just felt so like that's the best thing I could I could give my friend who's driving around the country right now. The one I was telling you guys about on the chat, who's like researching um, the possible polar shift. That's her job right now um i was talking to her for like an hour about it and she's like well try to describe the vibe like try to try to really describe it to me and i was like it honestly just felt like there were a lot of people who were paid to go down there probably by different organizations to do various things it seemed like there was like distracting people it seemed like there was like 
you know, people who were paid to protest. And then it seemed like there was a lot of people like me just ambling around filming on their phones, stuff like that. (laughs) That was pretty much it. I would say whole crowd, both sides, 80 to 100 at most. Wow. That's not that many people. Yeah. But then like 200 reporters. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? That's just perfect. Like, yeah. I think it's like impossible <laughs> to just have like an unself-conscious like event, you know? Like that sounds totally right. It's like there's more reporters than people and it's all just like hyper normal. Like half of them are like paid or like, I don't know. It's like bizarro world that we now live in, I guess. <laughs> Totally. I mean, it reminded me, did you guys remember that picture from the inauguration of like those like 20 reporters uh, standing around the burning trash can, taking a picture of the one burning trash can? (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, that's kind of what it reminded me of. You know what I mean? It was like, like nothing was really happening, but like every, like all these reporters wanted something to be happening, you know, that's it really. So I mean that's it fits perfectly with the whole Trump kind of presidency arc and everything. Yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything to say about the indictment? I don't really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It seems very dubious. I guess, like. From what I understand, I don't know. They charged him like thirty-four times, but like for the same thing. And, like, the thing that they're charging him for is, like, sending checks to people to not, like, print bad stories about him or not go to the press or something. Which, is that illegal? No, it's... <laughs> I, I tried to, like, kind of understand this to the best of my ability. It's like, definitely it, not illegal. And actually, no, if anything, it's, it's the other way around. Like, extorting someone is illegal. So right, you can't that would be- make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Stormy, yeah. Stormy Daniels has to pay his legal fees right now. I think because she broke that NDA, it's not illegal to ask someone to sign an NDA and to pay them to sign it, even if you're doing it for sex or whatever. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely like they clearly just. I mean, obviously, they just want to arrest him, and I don't know. I guess like what they're. It's so weird because it's like it's like good for him. You know, like he's clearly like relishing in it. And it's like, are they doing this, like, because they, like, want to, like, help him be the nominee? Like, are they doing this? Are they trying to, like, throw him in prison? Like, if, I, I don't know, I guess. It's hard to really say, like, what it what it is at this I'm pretty point. confident he's not going to prison. I wouldn't think so. But I didn't think they would do this either, honestly. I was surprised that they, like, actually did it. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anything could happen, I guess. But yeah. he looked really good, I thought. Like, he looked amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think if he gets a felony charge, he can't run, right? Isn't that true? I don't know. I guess I have no idea, actually. I have no idea. I'm saying saying this stuff. It seems like it'd be impossible to run if you have a felony, but maybe not. I don't think so. I think you can run. Well, I don't know. You can run from prison, but I know that's not necessarily (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) Well, I don't think you can. I don't think you can even vote if you have a felony. You can't vote. You can't vote. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How could you run for president? That seems crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't think the con- the constitution. I think just says you have to be thirty five and a and a citizen. Well, he's definitely those things. I think 
he also might not be facing, like, I don't know. I don't really understand how all this stuff works, but I think he might not be facing federal charges. I think it's like a state thing. No, it is a state thing. But you can still, can you still get a felony if I say, I don't don't know, I guess. I think you can get a state felony, but maybe not. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) A has some legal knowledge. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I... I can't tell what's going on either. I mean, I've been trying to decide. I mean, one thing that I feel like is eroding for me, which is sad, is the one thing, even when I was still a hyper lib, which I was, I was for the majority of Trump's presidency until the very end. um, One thing I liked about Trump is it felt like something had happened that wasn't supposed to happen. Yes. And that was very exciting for me, even in my lib state. Like I was like, oh, things can happen that aren't just like, totally preordained and predestined. And I want to still believe that he's not a completely predestined type of person. And I, I, and I think, and a, you might totally disagree with me on this. I don't know. And I, it sounds like you're with me on this Tucker, but I think you cannot look at the election night and the way they came out and not truly believe those people did not think that that was going to happen. You know? I mean, just yeah. look at their faces when they when they had to come back out on that stage in that shitty little room. And Hillary's people are all crying in that giant <laughs> Jarvis Center that takes up, like, all of Midtown. It's like, I, I drive past it. It's like the most giant. I just, I just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know, honestly. I, I can't claim to know. It's an exciting prospect, though, right? Yeah, I absolutely. I, I think that they were surprised. And yeah, no, I, I see it the same the same way. Like I mean I was like upset like when it happened, but definitely in retrospect. Um but yeah, I, I feel like I don't know, it's almost like it's both now. Like I feel like they sort of feel like they're not in control of him and that they have to do all of this stuff. But it's like he's never gonna step like really outside of like the framework that that's already been set up. So it's sort of like they're like trying to do this, but it's like he's still kind of on their team in a way. I don't know. It's it's all just like it's incoherent, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was like Fauci's guy and he you know, he followed yeah, he did everything Fauci said. He still hawks the vax and talks mm-hmm. about uh, it's his vaccine and operation warp speed and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, he does uh, t- like to your point like he does seem to bring like a genuine kind of chaos energy that like you don't see from really any other like politician. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I like that. It doesn't seem like all just like completely orchestrated. And I did feel like there was a lot going on in his white house that felt completely surprising and shocking and, (laughs) you know, and that was what was exciting about it for me as I was like, maybe it's not just this like kind of monotony, you know, like monotony of, but even that to me just felt like it was very superficial. It was very like reality TV, like who's like beefing this week and whatever, like what crazy, who's going to like throw a drink in someone's face. But meanwhile, it's like kind of just distracting you from like the reality of everything else that's going on that is basically remains unchanged. Yeah. He didn't like fire the whole bureaucracy. 
No, and he clearly like never intended to. Like that was just sort of like I don't know his like promos and and stuff, basically like saying all of that. Like I remember they like asked him like about like locking Hillary up like after the campaign. He's like, no, like of course I'm not going to do that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't name one thing he did that was really off the beaten path in any way. I mean, even his like even the stuff that people like the kids in cages thing, like Obama had been doing that for, you know. Oh, they're so funny during the debates when he was like, you all know, like who built those cages or something. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't really, I I don't know what the quote unquote election is going to be like next year. I just saw that (laughs) RFK threw his hat in the ring, RFK Jr., Oh yeah, that. I saw that too. Interesting, but as a Democrat, I would I know, imagine, a, yeah, which yeah, I mean, makes as, sense, but like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, and Marianne Williamson. So we got three <laughs> on the Dem side, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's DeSantis and Trump on the other side. Yeah, but DeSantis feels like total op. Like he feels like totally like they set up the they like set up the T and he's ready to hit the home run type guy. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, I like, you know, obviously like everything he did in Florida, but like, I certainly don't, I mean, I don't trust Trump necessarily either, but I feel like at least with Trump, it's like, you kind of know like what you're getting. I I don't know. Like, I I don't care about DeSantis. (laughs) What's up with these, like, he's like kind of like Epstein. Did you guys know that he was a teacher first at like an elite private school? No, actually, I don't know anything about him. I was his first job. I didn't know that either. That's interesting. And that's true of Epstein, too. Epstein was a, a teacher at Dalton. I'm just like, what is that? What is up with this, like, elite, like, a really, really, really top of the top elite private school teaching that somehow leads to, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, these, like, upper well, I think echelons. DeSantis also got, got into some military or intelligence kind of thing at some point, mm. too. He also had sort of an Epsteiny reputation, apparently, at this private school because, like Epstein, he would like party with the students and stuff. Interesting. Oh yeah, I guess they were like posting those pictures or something like a few days ago. Yeah, he was like a young, good-looking, like twenty-one-year-old guy, and like the he would party with the team, which is like totally inappropriate. I don't care how young you are. I mean, it's there's a firm boundary, but yeah. <laughs> apparently, he was like going out with the teach the students and stuff not like as far as i know there's hasn't been any sexual accusations but he was definitely like fraternizing with them okay he was in the navy he was a legal advisor to seal team one and he was stationed at guantanamo (laughs) that's weird he also has gay voice i don't know if i know what he sounds like actually he has a he has the he has the faxent for sure. <laughs> um, he has more of a faxent than than Buttigieg has, but he does have a hot wife and three kids. So, well, no, yeah. do with well, do with all that. There's some you like gay photos of him from when he was younger. Like not like of him doing like gay stuff, but like, <laughs> just like looking kind of gay. <laughs> well, he does look really gay, and when he was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I just did uh, Ron DeSantis gay. Oh, it's all his quote unquote anti gay legislation. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, there's not a single picture of him doing anything gay. He's a good looking guy. I also, we found out last episode that he's Italian, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's funny because I think him and his wife kind of, like, look Latino, Latina, Hispanic, but neither of them are. They're, <laughs> I just find I mean, that. I a, always thought they were just white, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They have, like, a, like, his wife is doing, like, a Laria Baldwin thing. <laughs> She's, like, kind of giving, like, She's trying to give, like, crunchy curl, vaguely ethnic, you know? Yeah, well, I guess they're in Florida, right? So that's probably, like, a demographic thing. They're, like, Latinx fishing or something. Latinx <laughs> <laughs> yeah. phase. Yeah. Oh, God, they're all down there in Florida. I was... I was just, <laughs> I did this whole deep dive today on what's what's up with Ivanka because I was curious after yesterday. Um, and they're renting a $47,000 a month Miami condo. Wow. I, liked, I liked that little detail. <laughs> it looked nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk about, should we move on to like Parking Lot Girl? Did you watch it, A? I did watch it. I had actually seen it before you sent it to me. I showed it to your wife too. And I said, you should try to cultivate this vibe. And she said, Oh, I'm already there. (laughs) I mean, I don't know to me. Okay. Well, what I don't, I wasn't, I saw the clip, but I wasn't really aware of like the dialogue surrounding the clip. But so were people thought that. What was your impression of the dialogue surrounding the clip Tucker? I thought that it was like, I don't know. I don't know why it's so hard for like, apparently a lot of men to understand that like a strange man approaching you in a parking lot is, is weird. And I feel like people are reading it like really like, sort. I mean, obviously it's Twitter, like as uncharitably as possible. They're like, Oh, he probably just wanted to tell you that like you dropped your keys or something. And it's like, you can tell the difference. Like she was freaking out. Obviously he was weird. <laughs> and she's like tiny. I don't know, but a lot of people seemed like really mad that she would, I don't know, have that reaction. I thought it was ridiculous, but she was super tiny. She had a baby with her. Yeah, she had a baby with her also. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but a lot of men, what I was seeing on like kind of right wing Twitter or like incel Twitter was like, oh, a guy can't even approach a woman at all now. This is what happens. She starts screaming, back the fuck off. Back the fuck off. Are like, you trying to approach like women in parking lots with their baby? <laughs> like, if that's who you're going for, then. Well, but they were, like, I don't agree with them at all. I liked her and and thought she was, like, in the right. But I was, like, laughing because I was, like, they were all saying, like, this proves that you can't even approach women in real life anymore. That's what they were trying to argue. Yeah, that's so insane. It's, like, you don't approach people, like, in a parking lot, like, in that kind of way. Like, I feel like a parking lot is definitely, like, one of the number one places where it's, like, you just kind of, like, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I also think that, like, it's it was really uncharitable to, like, claim that she... I mean, like, because for me, like, living where I live, all day I'm encountering just tons, like, a glut of people, you know, just to, like, get to a coffee shop. And, like, if anyone seems even remotely weird, I completely ignore them, walk away from them. 
I've told people to fuck off, like anything I can do to like get away from the person that seems weird. So I thought it was like kind of uncharitable to be like, she doesn't, she doesn't have that sense. Like she couldn't see that this looked weird. I'm like, you can, you can see when someone looks weird, you know? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And like women, I think are especially, you know, attuned to stuff like that because you sort of have to be. You know, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like people were just really intentionally just like misreading it because they wanted to like do their stupid dunks. Yeah. I, I just think this whole idea of you can't, I do, it's, it's like funny because like I'm sympathetic to the idea that like the dating apps have kind of ruined like IRL dating in the sense that like, uh, you know, people like, working within those because like everyone has like consented to like even talk, (laughs) you know what I mean? So there's, so there's no stress about like the talking, but I'm also, I kind of find the guys, the incel dudes being a little bit ridiculous because I'm like part of IRL dating is, um, learning to face rejection Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, a girl might be a bitch to you at a bar, but I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. And I mean, even if the point, even, yeah, like, okay, I get what you're saying. Like, there is this thing now about like approaching or whatever. But that said, it was never like a, no one would ever give you like the pickup artist advice of like hitting on women like in a parking lot when. <laughs> like putting no. their baby in the car. <laughs> and I feel like a bar is like functionally the same as a dating app in the sense that like you go to a public bar, not necessarily because you want to meet someone to date or have sex with or whatever. But I think when you go to a place like a bar, you're at least indicating I'm open to socializing. Right. So it's an appropriate place to approach people. And if you get rejected, you get rejected. It's part of life. <laughs> you know that's like yeah. my I don't know yeah, yeah. No, I think that's right I think I don't know I think a lot of that I mean like you said like the dating app thing like I, I am sympathetic to that also I agree but at the same time I think a lot of this is just sort of like it's just people giving themselves you know an excuse to like not do anything and not change it's like well I can't approach a woman because this would just happen so I'm not going to but then they can kind of think if it wasn't for this other thing that I would be fine and sort of like live out this like fantasy in a way of like you know I would be so suave I would have so many women just if it wasn't for this and then it just kind of allows them to just like not do anything yeah I also just I mean I know we had one of our our few simps are a growing number of simps but he, <laughs> he said this thing on one of his little response things about how like we seemed like just cool like and like cool people who party and that's why we have like partners or whatever and I'm like I was like I don't none of us are that cool we're kind of old um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not cool I can tell that for, for myself for sure <laughs> no, I'm not cool I have like a very like normy general existence and I think like meet and I met my partner on a, a dating site I did same you know? actually yeah um so those are places people meet and I just I think the biggest thing about 
if you really want to find a girlfriend, this is my pickup artist advice, is just accept that there's going to be a lot of rejection and be down to, you know, stick, keep trying with different people, you know? Yeah. I went on, I've gone on so many bad dates. Are you kidding? I've gone on so many, like, I, the date was clearly not working out 10 minutes in, and then we both felt the need to, <laughs> you know, see it to its end, which was just yeah. like, like yeah, or just even the- situations where you're dating for a little bit and like, you just realize like you're more into it than they are or whatever. And it's a bummer. Like, you know, like there's just all, it's just part of the process, you know? Yeah. And like, ideally, if you're like a discerning person, there's going to be more people you're not into than people you are. So rejection is just built into the whole thing. Yeah. That's my my take. So just get used to being rejected. Yeah, you kind of have to, I guess. I mean, I know it's harder for men because they have to, you know, they are more often the, like, ones to approach and the ones to, like, be rejected and stuff. So I don't, you know, I haven't, I guess, I mean, not that I've, like, never been rejected, but I haven't, like, you know, experienced that sort of, like, as, like, an onslaught. I don't know. But, I mean, it does seem like there's not really any other way, though, other than just, you know, like, I guess what they're doing, which is just kind of, like, staying at home and, you know, having this sort of, like, meme view of the world and, and complaining about things. I mean, getting rejected. It certainly seems better than that because at least something's happening, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's the arranged marriage route. Oh yeah. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, or- I think we're kind of screwed, unfortunately though, because we don't really have like that kind of like, I don't know, like people who have like all of those sort of like societal like things like in place, you know, that must be, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not really being like super articulate about it. But anyway, we're all atomized. We don't have that. We can't really rely on arranged marriage for the most part. <laughs> People just do have to go out there and get rejected, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was scared there was going to be a whole like Ukraine, like sex wife tra- trafficking <laughs> craze. I mean, I think there is, but. Really? I haven't heard a well, lot Well, I mean, I think yet. it's just been like that for like a long time, but yeah. Okay. You know, I the guess... whole like mail order bride kind of situation, you know. Yeah. So you can do that in cells. Guess yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're back to they only want you for your money or whatever, you know. I know. The other complaint I think is funny too is they're like, oh, but if it's like a really good looking guy, uh, it's much easier for him. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, what do you want? I mean, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Like the world is, is, is easier for good looking people. The world's easier for good. Well, actually, arguably, I would say maybe the one for men. Yes. The world is easier for good looking men for, for really, really, really beautiful women. It maybe not, maybe it's not that good. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard I to mean, say. there are, there are definitely perks. There's yeah. definitely perks. There's perks no matter. I'm just. I just literally am watching. I told you about it earlier. I'm watching that like Brooke Shields documentary, and I'm like, oh, oh. Maybe, maybe it sucks to be. Uh, yeah, she went through a lot. It's kind of weird. Like no one. Well, maybe I guess if there was a documentary, maybe people did talk about it. But she went through so much, and I feel like throughout the like all the Me Too stuff, nobody ever really talked about that. And it was like horrible things too. Like like she had to like be in that movie when she's like 14 or something and like all she's 12 and that's 12. That's even worse. Yeah, like oh, oh wow. my god. And she did full she had to make out with a like 25-year-old actor. She did full what? nudity. Yeah. How is that legal? I don't, I don't know if it is. I mean, yeah. 
I actually think it is. I actually think it is legal because I know that Evan Rachel Wood in 13 had to make out when she, she was 13 when she filmed that movie and she had to make out with a 25 year old and that was only filmed in like 2000. So it must be legal in some way. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood is not really known for being like anti-pedophile, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I think there must be some, like it's a performance loophole of some kind because I, child actors do, I mean, even more recently than that, what was that Alexa Demi kissed that, uh, oh shit, my Alexa went on. Ah, (laughs) um, Alexa. Demi kissed that uh, boy in mid nineties. That little twelve year old boy. Remember? Did you guys know that? Alexa Demi is the Euphoria girl who plays Maddie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch it. Okay, and then in mid nineties, this movie that's I think pretty cute. There's like a thirteen year old skater boy like figuring out his life, and he gets his like first kiss from like his much this much older girl who hangs out with his brother and people were like she's a pedophile (laughs) (laughs) it was like a twitter thing for a little bit but anyway i mean i guess my point is it must be legal is what i'm saying because otherwise they would all be in jail and in trouble right yeah i guess so i guess so anyway the as long as you film it loophole Oh my god, that is so dark. It's true though. I, I saw that uh like a family guy clip that was making fun of that. It was like these cops bust in like right as a prostitute's about to take money and they were like they're like, Oh, everyone, hands up, hands up. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm paying her uh to be in this film with me. We're gonna film it. And the cops were like, Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> they just like they just like leave. <laughs> Oh God. Um anything else about yelling woman? I liked her. I thought she had good vibes. I did too. Yeah. I just I just liked her. Yeah, she was pretty and I, I like seeing young moms support <laughs> <laughs> in our anti-natalist society. I'm like, she's doing it. She's doing it, guys. With her Chad husband. <laughs> oh, do we know her husband? No, I'm just saying that for the incels to make them mad. Oh. <laughs> With her chatted out, I mean, strong she seemed like she husband. Have a Chad husband. Yeah. Yeah, she's really pretty. I'm sure he's cute. Wouldn't it be funny if he if he was like a totally like incelly, like hugely morbidly <laughs> obese guy? <laughs> oh God. Do we want us to skip right to the podcast thing? I don't. What are you into talking about, A? I don't feel like the podcast I don't feel like the podcast article has that much juice. <laughs> I kind of like your headset cue. I feel like I'm getting like tech support. I felt like I was Lance Bass <laughs> when I put it on. I could see that. Yeah. Like they <laughs> like, have those little like with the microphone and like all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have some friends who went to Lance a party at Lance Bass's house um, like years and years ago, and it was cracking me up hearing about it. <laughs> it's funny that like this random fag got like millions and millions of dollars for doing like three years of work. 
<laughs> now he's just like an LA, an LA rich gay. <laughs> oh, Lance Baz. <laughs> well, we could talk about the podcast article and see if it leads leads anywhere else. Are you talking about like the fake podcast? Yeah, or and like all those. Yeah, like the. I don't the... even really know about this. Are they fake? Okay, so everyone has seen these viral clips of like people talking and it looks like they're talking on a podcast. The most recent one was this woman. I guess I could play a little bit of it. Do you want me to play it? Yeah, you should play it. Okay. (laughs) Can you guys hear it? Could you hear it when I turned it up? Well, is it playing in your headphones, Q? Yeah, I'll, I'll unplug. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop trying to play this video because I feel like it's cursed anyway. But basically the video <laughs> is this woman, she looks... Uh, once I describe what she says, she'll look exactly like what you think she'll look like. But here, I'll just read what she says, okay? I'll read it I'll read it word for word. It's a, it's a great quote, I think. <laughs> so she says, it's like all these new girls I have going on. I mean, I don't knock women for feeling proud and for wanting to have, you know, that girl power and holding things over him. But you've got to give it up, ladies, please. My man in every way, all the ways. Wake him up. He gets to nut. <laughs> Before he leaves out the door, he's leaving empty nuts <laughs> at work. I'm calling him like, come outside. It's your lunch break. It's time for you to get your nut off. When he gets home, he's getting fed. He's getting another nut and one before bed or two, if he's lucky. And that's it. That's the secret. I make sure that my man nuts at least six, seven times a day. <laughs> okay. That was the, that was what she said. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> Performed by me. (laughs) So I guess there's a couple things to say. This clip is what went around and it looks like these two people are talking on a podcast, but they're not, there is no actual podcast essentially. So who Um, makes these clips? Just like TikTok personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. and like, they don't offer any, like, oh, this is why you were talking about wedding vows, woman, because she's in here too, Tucker. Oh, I thought it was, I just thought it was like the same person. <laughs> she's actually in this article too. Oh, was that- okay, maybe that's why, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Oh my god. Wait, there um, was an article about this? Yeah, I sent it into the group chat, <laughs> A. <laughs> huh. Okay. Anyway, I guess what's weird about it and what's worth mentioning is in our new metaverse out possibly like simulation psyoped world. <laughs> There's these clips going around that seem like these organic interactions that happen during podcasts, but they're not actually, there's no, there's no actual podcast and the clips are just there to exist for the clip's sake. That is crazy. It's very digital era. Yeah. It's not promoting anything. It's not selling anything, you know? Interesting. So yeah, I mean, it's very like hyper real. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just like, I mean, I find it really kind of, I mean, I don't want to like overstate, but I find it like kind of scary because I'm like, I, I think we're like so close, if not already there to basically having like fully fake AI digitized like people in videos that we can't even tell are fake. Yeah, like deep fakes. Yeah. Like the, like Cassandra's friend's theory that Andrew Tate is a deep fake. I know the same uh, woman I was telling you about. That's my friend who I love and who's really into the conspiracy theories. Thinks Gabby Petito wasn't real at all. <laughs> like there I was no. See that? Like that story did have a weird like vibe to it. Like I can't remember yeah. exactly why I thought that. Now it's been a while. I don't know if I thought like that specifically, like that it's fake. But I don't know. I, I think I could see it. It's just yeah. a weird phenomenon too. Like I feel like there's other examples of this, like the most recent like Sex in the City movie or whatever. It felt like it I wasn't even like actually like a film, but it was just sort of this vehicle for these like five or ten like little like TikTok social media like snippets of it kind of like it was just trying to create like a viral moment. It wasn't really like anything beyond that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of terrified that like, I'm kind of terrified that like, we're so close to like everything just being that like everything <laughs> is just like 15 second, like snippets of things. And like, we can't, it was like kind of like Spendy was saying, like Tucker, have you had trouble reading more in recent years? Like sitting down and reading a book? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think Twitter's definitely like done a number on my attention span. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I have trouble reading. I feel like if I don't put my phone out of the room, I won't even watch a movie. Yeah. Like I feel like my phone has to be like away from me for if I'm really going to pay attention and like watch a movie to its end, you know? Yeah, no, same. Like, I have to be pretty deliberate about it. It's like, okay, I'm, like, going to set this, like, you know, face down or in a different room or whatever and just, like, not look at it. Because it is just so, like, unconscious, you know? Totally. I mean, have you seen babies, how they can open, like, the phone and the iPods? Oh, like, they're God, just so yeah. little. It's so scary. <laughs> that, that really freaks me out. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I've, like, seen... I think it's good, A, you don't give... Um, your kid like iPods but like on the subways I see like moms hand their like two-year-old like a phone and the kid can really? like op open it and like oh, navigate gosh. around it and like they know wow. how to get to their like show and like all that shit <laughs> wow that's crazy um but I think that what is weird about the podcast thing too is like working with kids they're kind of in this like hyper performative state at all times right. now um, like in class, they're like spazzing out, like doing these little, like, they're like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, we'll be like doing like regular stuff and they'll be like, like I'm doing like, like skimming, but with yeah. Like, and they're doing like, they're doing like little like TikTok dances. And I, I guess I just feel like it's like, it's getting so saturated and it's like, I guess what's even sad is like the pod, a podcast is already such a low <laughs> Growl, like form of medium <laughs> like you know what i mean like such a low stakes like passive uh thing to do and to like 
absorb. But it is long form though, because that's, that's what it is. Like it's like an hour or whatever. You know, generally at least like half an hour. Yeah, but people could like listen to twenty minutes of our podcast and stop. That's true. Yeah. Or they could even jump in thirty minutes in and still get something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. We don't like. We're not like meticulously. We're not like doing like, an art form. <laughs> Do you think it's an art form? <laughs> no, not I'm not usually. It is good that it's long form. I think so. And people, I think, rarely get in trouble for things that they say on podcasts because pe- like because it is long form. Like somebody's probably not going to go through and like comb through it. You know, it's not like a tweet where you can just see something like immediately or like mm-hmm. you know search the timeline and see like oh all the things that you know all the times this person has like ever talked about like one thing. I don't know if that's really like that much of an endorsement though. It's just like, oh, it's like better than Twitter, I guess. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Twitter is like to the point where like, you know how they have those like na- long form tweets now for like oh, the yeah. blue checks. I don't like I, that. I, I know. I'm like, fuck this. this shit is too long. I'm not reading that. But I'll well, you read guys... a thread, like regardless of how many tweets it has in it. True, it's weird. Like true. it's something like psychological about it. Cause I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm not reading that. Well, it's just that giant <laughs> block of text, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little bit, um, I don't know, confrontational or something. It's too yeah. paragraph like. It's yeah. overwhelming and it is really silly because you can just do a bunch of tweets like in a thread. That's the whole point. Like, I don't know. I think the new, like, okay, I prefer this moderation of Twitter, but I really think like all of the changes that have been made are just super stupid. The algorithm is horrible. It's horrible. It's like the God blue check awful. thing is stupid. Like, yeah, the the bifurcated timeline is stupid. Like, <laughs> ugh, God, I don't know. I hate it. <laughs> Are you guys going to get blue checks? No. no. I refuse to pay for Twitter. <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't care how much you de-boost me or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the end for me, too, is if they well, ever force. You also force. have to verify your identity, right? Oh, do you to get the... I think so. That was like the Elon Musk's whole thing. I do remember him saying that. You kind of already do, because you have to like give it your phone number, right? But maybe you have to... Is it like going a step further? They like want your first and last name? Like. Yeah, I I guess I don't technically know what it requires. I just thought that was an element of it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I, I've, I'm relatively. I my my account's old, but I have only been really tweeting for like three years. Um, and I do like, I do like um, the new post Elon moderation. I agree, but everything does look weird, and it feels like it changes a lot. And I don't feel like I see my like friends in my feed as much as I would want to, unless I click on the following one. Um, I, I never do like the people that I'm most interested in seeing their stuff and like the people that I'm like DMing with and stuff like I have literally I have to just go to their profile to see me too come up in my mm-hmm. feed. and then I go through and I like a bunch of stuff all at once yeah I mean my feed is like so heinous it was like that guy who posted like that <laughs> that thing earlier today it was like well i saw an ass blow a fart out of it or blow a <laughs> blow, blow come out of it <laughs> with a fart and it was 6 a.m and i was like this is what it's like to be gay on twitter it's horrible like sometimes you're just scrolling and it's like just full like 
frontal asshole like cock <laughs> and like i can't no matter how much i block or like don't follow shit like that i can't not see it you know and it just plays sometimes like sometimes it's not even like i don't understand how so much of my stuff gets like the censoring thing and then a video like the one i just described <laughs> isn't censored it just like plays on its own <laughs> that's crazy or the guy who got stabbed that just yeah. played on its own too for me yeah. i was just scrolling and that just began playing yeah that's horrible i do really hate that like when i'm like scrolling the timeline and it's like somebody's like death like i don't want to see that <laughs> like stop but yeah they just put it in there i don't know <laughs> oh my god should we just i i guess i, I guess the census is in here i get a did you see the wedding vows video uh no i didn't see the wedding vows <laughs> should i dramatically read it too yeah, yeah. Oh, okay I, I didn't watch it okay yeah go ahead <laughs> did you not did you not watch it at all i i like purposely didn't watch it just because like people's reactions were just like i'm like I, i'm like afraid to like hear it and i'm like well she looks so happy you know like she does okay. look really happy I'll, okay i'll say it to you guys all right ready okay Only two things are required to keep me happy, keep my belly full and my balls drained. That's the opening of his vows. <laughs> Is it like the video actually of him like saying it at the wedding? Yeah, I'm just, I'm watching the oh video and God. saying it to you guys. In front of like this, their kids, their kids are here. All right, hold on, I'm gonna keep going. You're amazing at half of it, but we really need to get you some cooking lessons. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Even if my belly isn't full, there is no one I could ever love more in this lifetime unless I get a chance to meet Margot Robbie. <laughs> and she thinks she thinks this is a, so funny. He says more about sex. Nothing is better than the sound of gagging and headboard slamming. Oh my God. <laughs> Tonight you can choose whether it ends with a toaster strudel or a Twinkie. Oh. Sorry. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> I think it's like come all over her or inside of her. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he says this at her at their wedding and it's a Harry Potter themed wedding. No. Oh, <laughs> it was just like yeah, and the the wedding photographer like allegedly put this online, but I guess the article is claiming that like this is another thing where it's like kind of unclear how it even ended up online. Mm -hmm. Like it's not even clear whether it was the actual um, like wedding photographer. I don't know. Um, I, and I guess now the woman has used her like viral moment. Now she's selling um, vibrators, I guess. Okay. A Harry Potter themed, a Harry Potter themed wedding barn wedding. <laughs> it was a barn wedding. Uh. <laughs> well, nerds are like incredibly horny. 
that's actually another incel tip if for if you want like you should just join like a dungeons and dragons group totally you can definitely like go to comic-con yeah (laughs) it's true some of the nerdiest people i know are into like the weird like kink bdsm stuff oh yeah totally it's like a whole thing i don't know do you guys have thoughts on the wedding vows there's nothing to say really is there (laughs) (laughs) i mean once you said the harry potter thing it kind of fell into place for me i'm like oh they're just like insane like nerds or something you know (laughs) i don't know it's just so yeah i mean it's disgusting but i i think it's just like my whole thing about it is like maybe um it's just like kind of like you were saying last time you were on tucker like we shouldn't be privy to this many people's like thoughts (laughs) and like (laughs) like we would never like even if he did this we would never like even 10 years ago we would have probably never had to see it you know um it's just so embarrassing and sad anyway they have three kids together so (sighs) So what were they, they were like renewing their vows or they just weren't? No, he had never married her yet. Oh, okay. This is what it takes for women in this day and age. (laughs) (laughs) You have three kids with a guy. He's going to, he's going to read these vows at your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) At least she didn't hit the wall though. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like this is a dead end topic, but that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what happens. Huh. Mm-hmm. We could talk about this show where they're the British show where they're undressing in front of the kids. I saw that you. I didn't watch the thing that you posted. I saw something about that. Is that like the what? What is it? I guess. <laughs> it sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard right now. Um, especially just because A is cracking up. It's really cute. Um, it's like it's like this show where these adults get naked in front of kids and it's supposed to be like an educational show. It's like a destigmatizing show. But like everyone they chose is like crippled or like has like it's like it's like trans men with like mastectomy scars oh and God. stuff like that. <laughs> And they like, and it's like the whole like uh, commercial is like, it's like, it's all the adults first. And they're like, they're like, this is going to be such an empowering thing for me to really show my body. And it's like some morbidly obese woman and like people like that. And then it's like some woman with like a cane or like in a wheelchair. It's like, none of them are like, none of them are like conventionally attractive people. And then like the jump scare is the middle of the video they go in this room like this classroom and there's all these children sitting in these desks and they go the moderator goes okay now it's time to disrobe and they take all their clothes off naked fully naked (laughs) and then (laughs) then they do like an anatomy lesson or something that's that's a real it's a real tv show god so it's just a a show interfacing like naked children with the naked bodies of sort of like 
mangled and deformed or in some way like <laughs> irregular people like older people yeah and it's like these kids are like really like like I don't know. They look just like normal kids. I don't know. Like, it's like, but I guess not, they're not going to be normal for long after this. No. You know what I mean? No. Okay. I'll, re- I'll read it to you. So it's a, it's a British show. Naked education is a new educational series from C4 celebrating diversity and body, body positivity hosted by someone named Anna Richardson, Yinka Bokini and Dr. Alex George. Of course they got a fake doctor in there. The show aims to normalize all body types by bringing together people who have gone through similar experiences to share their stories and discuss their feelings about their bodies. Additionally, a group of curious teenagers are welcome to ask the experts any questions they may have been afraid to bring up in the past in order to create a safe and open environment that challenges societal stigma. Wow. Man. It's really messed up, like, how I feel like Curious is, like, doing a lot of, it's like, were they Curious? Like, was this their idea? Like, I don't know. I feel like these kids are just kind of being, like, held hostage and almost, like, sacrificed for, like, this, like, narcissistic, like, really also viscerally disgusting, like, mo- like they're going to, like, that's going to scar them. Yeah, and, li- and listen to th- and listen to this. In episode three, there uh, the kids are introduced to two trans men, Finlay Games and Lucy and Maine, who are at different stages along their transitioning journey. In a bid to break down stereotypes, the pair will discuss their experience experiences of gender affir- affirming surgery and why it can be life saving. Wow, it's it's supposed to be a game changer when it comes to showing trans bodies on TV. It's shocking. But, like, normally we don't, like, show any nude bodies to children. Right. Like, why? Oh, my God. It gets even scarier. Lucian came out at 17, and while he has had top surgery, Naked Education provides him with a space to discuss any further surgical procedures. Oh, so the the teen is also going to be naked? Or I can't. Hopefully that. Hopefully not that. My God. Who is the audience for this show? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but it really makes me feel bad for, like, defending uh, the trans stuff in the group chat today. (laughs) 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 Because it, like, this, this seems, like, really, 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 like, aggressively, like, I yeah, don't even know what to call it. Like pro- essentially promoting this type of like surgery. Yeah. It's a very predatory, yeah. I would I would say. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and the kids like apparently they do show full genitalia and What is the show called? Naked Education. Is it legal to get naked in front of a teenager? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Like, I remember there's like an episode of like Nathan for you where that's kind of like the like crux of it. Like, he have you guys seen that where he like no. designs? It's so funny. Like, he like designs this like complex machine and like he's like in front of like all these children and he has to like um, 
basically like the machine's like gonna like pull his pants down and he has to like stop the machine from doing that before he like exposes himself to like all of these children and it's like the stakes are that it is illegal I don't maybe it's not <laughs> illegal in Britain I don't know well didn't we establish the as long as you film it exception oh yeah it's, it's true yeah <laughs> So I guess, I mean, there are like nudist colonies where I'm assuming the kids, I don't know. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, like, at like music festivals that I've been to, there's kids there and there's definitely women with their boobs out, but that's so different. Yeah. Having your boobs out with kids around, I think is, I would say that that's fine. And at least that's like not directed toward them. Like I think that's really bad. Like one thing if they're just sort of like there, you know. But it's like no, this is like for you. In New York, women like sunbathe with their tops off too in Central Park ever since it became legal, which was like ten years ago. Oh, I and remember that. Yeah. And there's and there's kids there, and I don't think it's I don't know. Boobs seem very different than genitalia to me. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They gave us all life at one point. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so callous and cynical, like the show. That's the only thing I can say about it. It's like it's it's like they really think that they can just get away with it and that no one is going to push back. I mean, like literally in my just quick Google of it right there, there's nothing there's nothing pushing back on it. Yeah, there's not one article that's like like all the articles are about how amazing it is. Yeah. That is crazy. That's another thing that, like, even 10 years ago, I feel like would have just been completely, like, unthinkable. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess one of, like, one of the headlines does say controversial news show. Um, but I'm sure it the, makes the controversy seem as though they're these, like, chud, you know, whatever. Oh my god, this headline is so sad. The ki- that children reduced to tears after seeing adults strip naked in front of them. Oh. That's so sad. Children were reduced... I guess I'll just read it to you guys. Children were reduced to tears in the first episode of Channel 4's Naked Education on Tuesday night after learning a lesson about body... Po- oh, it's going to say that there were good tears. Body positivity that changed their perspectives. Oh my god. I feel like that's like editorializing after the fact. You like it's like oh they were curious. It's like oh those were tears of joy. It's like wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, oh my I mean, god, the, these the... kids seem really traumatized. The more I look at it, anyway. Yeah, the intense opposition and suppression of any. Yeah, like contrary narrative is it's so intense i guess they show a trans woman who grows a beard and that's what made this girl cry she said she's so open even to growing a beard she's got a beard (laughs) 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 yeah i mean it's it's shocking i can't even believe it it makes me feel like any like defense i've ever had of this stuff is like so misguided because it's like it's just it's like it's like the worst i can't even like articulate because it's exactly what all the like fear-mongering is about it's like grooming it's like promoting you know promoting this trying to convince kids that they could be happier with all this stuff you know it's really awful 
Yeah. And it is like actually systemic too. It's like really scary that, you know, kind of um, like you were like saying, it, it's like, you're not allowed to like disagree with it, you know? And it's just so yeah. heinous. I don't know. It's, that yeah. sucks. Well, and, and it's like everyone, like the narrative is like for the people who are supporting, you know, the trans stuff is like, this is a civil rights issue, but it's like, when the civil rights movement was happening, like in the sixties and stuff, like the government was not on their, like Martin Luther King was considered like a terrorist essentially, like until he was killed, you know, like it's not analogous in any way. Like all the institutions here, the powerful institutions are like the ones promoting this. Martin Luther King was killed by the government, almost certainly. Oh, you know? for sure, yeah. And, like, the FBI files on all those people that were around him are extensive. They were tapping their phones. They were following them, you know. So the idea that, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's disgusting. It makes me so angry that, like, people can't see that the government has just, like, it's even worse than, like, I can't even, I can never say the acronym, Cointelpro or whatever. It's even worse than that because now the government has just made you think that there's an opposition to it by just becoming the opposition. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no meaningful opposition to the government anymore. Really, there's not. I mean, the one thing that I'm happy that at least existed a tiny bit was there was a substantial portion of people who did resist the vaccine mandate, you know, mm. that's it. That's all I can think of. I can't think of any other meaningful resistance to the government no. that exists today. No. Yeah. Very I can't either. For tax day incoming, which everyone dutifully pays each year <laughs> <laughs> of our own free will. yeah i don't know what to say about it it's really sad i don't know what's gonna turn this shit around like i don't know what's gonna really wake people up i mean i think the majority of people would find that repulsive but the, the thing is is you're right they don't feel like they can say anything because it was like when when we were watching in the group chat, they were t- they uh, they posted those videos of like Matt Walsh and like that that trans woman who was like all of my, you know, empl- empl- like employers at my tech company, you know, like I believe I'm a woman, but it's like it's true. They would literally get fired and lose their livelihoods and like be completely socially ostracized if they said otherwise. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would be socially ostracized for even saying what we're saying now, probably, about naked education. That is really wild, isn't it? Yeah. I do feel... Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, you go, you go, you go. I've been talking a lot. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, I do feel like, like you were saying, it's like most people would see this and like not agree with it, you know? But I also feel like if they understood that it was being framed in such a way that like, you know this is like the good guys who are saying this is good and Chaz are saying it's bad. Like people probably would just reflexively like support it, you know, find reasons to. It's like everything has to be viewed in that paradigm and you just like have to like pick the right side. I don't know. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. They feel a pressure to be open to it. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's really teaching people that their instincts are wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
like your instinctual feelings are bad. And that's what all the internal bias training is too, which I do think there's something to be said for internal bias. I'm not saying that there's like never internal bias, but to treat bias like it's always bad. It's kind of like what you were saying, Tucker, about that woman. Like she's she's she probably did have a bias against men and it probably has served her well at times. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> it's like t- the idea that all bias is bad. And, right. And e- I mean, it's like, yeah, like it's helping you even separate like what to do if like you see a random like two-year-old run up to you in a parking lot versus like a grown man, you know, like there's some just sheer, you need to know how to treat those situations differently, you know? Yeah. And I think that like your instincts are often the it's like they're trying to eradicate this idea like they're like they're like your instincts are bad and lead to discrimination and harm Mm -hmm. when actually they're just natural impulses inside of you and i'm not saying that that should never you shouldn't explore them or be thoughtful about them but and like they certainly can lead to harm in some situations of course of course but I think they. I think ignoring them can also lead to harm, aka yeah, naked, naked, naked education. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <sighs> or I don't know. I know plenty of um, people who've ended up in really shitty situations because they were like, "Oh, this person's probably a good person." You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, it's almost like they just like want to like get rid of people's like idea of like good and bad it's like everything has to be like just as good or bad as like everything else you know it's like everything as long as it's like validated it's fine and i do feel like that is like very dangerous yeah it's like the cultural relativism too it's like all cultures are like valid all cultural practices are valid because like you can't understand like within the culture what it means but i'm like no that's not true like i don't think female genital mutilation is valid even though it's a cultural practice you know Hmm. and i hate to say it but we have shit like that (laughs) going on in our country too and we treat it as valid because it fits in with our cultural understanding of you know what's normal or something or even religious i don't know spiritual (laughs) i feel like i had something to say but now i can't remember it's because you're stoned (laughs) i mean that that is a hundred percent why. That is like the worst thing about like getting stoned. Like you're just like really hot on something and you just completely forget what you were talking about. Like I hate that so much. <laughs> do you wait to get stoned until the kids are in bed? I do. And I mean in oh, okay. most cases. <laughs> I was wondering if it would make you a better parent to be a little high. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I definitely have. Yeah. I think it would make me a better parent. But it's parent. just more like, it's, I prefer to do it in an environment where I don't have to be like making sure someone doesn't die, you know? I remember when I was stoned around, I have like much younger brothers, Tucker, and when I was stoned around them, when they were like babies, I remember like I would just be like, 
okay, movie time. <laughs> like every, everyone get under the covers. Like we're all gonna we're all gonna lay in bed and watch a movie with brother. <laughs> oh shit! I said my name. <laughs> God damn it! I am off one. T- I am off today. I am like off my rocker today. <laughs> uh, it's all good. I it's feel all like good. It's that brain dead time at night. It's time mm-hmm. to, to turn off. Yeah, I hear you. Switch. <laughs> I feel like I had one more thing I was gonna bring up, but we can we can call it if you guys want to. <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, I'm good to continue, but okay. Yeah. I thought I had sort of like a really weird schizo thing to bring up, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Like off. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you about. Hey, what are you going to do about your kids in school? Uh, Like with all this naked education, like by the time, by the time your kids are in school, they're just going to be doing like the teachers will just take all their clothes off and the kids will, (laughs) the kids will ask them questions about their, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I I feel like all the kids in my neighborhood that I know actually seem pretty like well adjusted and normal. So I'm hopeful that, like, I guess the schools just aren't that bad at that here. I don't know. But uh, have you guys considered homeschooling at all? Or is that just like off the table? I know it's like would be your disgust. It'd be your worst nightmare for sure. It wouldn't be like ideal. Yeah. For a number. (laughs) But um i don't know yeah i guess i just have to have night school be like the counter propaganda you know i know but you know they can make you they can make them hate you a little bit they could try yeah well they will try you just have to believe q that love conquers all (laughs) Well, Uncle Q will come in and I'll yeah. tell them I'll tell them all the crazy stuff. Yeah. I'll be like the moon landing was faked. <laughs> and you should go back and tell your teacher that. They'll be like, what's the moon land? They'll be like, I thought that was like a TikTok sketch. <laughs> I saw the saddest moon landing article today and it was like NASA is so close to getting the first person to get the closest to the moon uh, <laughs> since the moon landing. And I was like, I was like, what? And I like clicked, I, I clicked at it and I was like, wait, they're not even going to the moon. I was like, no way. <laughs> Just getting close to it. That's, was like, oh, that's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> Just like revise down the promise. (laughs) Like the headline was like the first person to get closest to the moon since the moon. It like made no sense. Um, and apparently there's an astronaut shortage too. Astronaut shortage. That's that's wild. (laughs) Isn't that like every kid's dream? Like well, there's not be. enough trans women in STEM. <laughs> Actually, I think there's a lot of trans women in STEM. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of um, <laughs> trans women in STEM. Yeah. Um, did you see the thing I posted from the subway that said, we make science? What was it? Uh <laughs> Let me read this to you, Tucker. This was on the subway today. It said, 
Oh my God. It was like crazy. I couldn't even believe it. Oh, I make science support justice. And it's a scientist. Like wow. a picture of one. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like for a, a science school. I wow. make science. <laughs> that is like such an insane <laughs> statement. Like that is like not what science like is supposed to do. Like, <laughs> like I come to my conclusion and then I use science to like validate it. I was just like, <laughs> I was so zoned out and I was like so tired. And then I like kind of like looked and I like read it and I was like, what? Well, it, in a way, it's interesting because it is just kind of saying like the truth, like the actual That's truth true, of the yeah. matter. Like I, you are just sort of like an ideological like bureaucrat, you know. But it's so weird to not. Fra- I mean, it's like I understand they don't care what people like me think, but like I could even understand like I use science to promote justice. Is like less crazy than the way they phrased it. <laughs> yeah. What did they? What did they phrase it exactly as again? I use science. Well, to- I know, I, I, it keeps designed for like a third grade reading level. It keeps <laughs> it keeps slipping out of my head. Hold on. Um, I make science. I make science support justice. Yeah, that is an insane statement. Like I think that um, I think you're right. Like it is like honest, but it's just like wow. Like okay. <laughs> It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. It's, it's, I, I was so shocked to read it. Um, and I'm like, I just absorb stuff like this all day without, uh, really even noticing it. And most people do too, you know? (laughs) And then I frame that in my head probably like, oh, that's, that makes sense. Or I, I could, I could see how someone could start to think that way, you know? Yeah. Well, like that was like, there was this, um, billboard on this hospital like it was a hospital on the side of the highway in chicago and like on the side of it is just like a painted billboard basically and it was like that they called it a health checklist but it was all just stuff like get your annual physical like you know get health insurance take your vaccines you know there was no mention of like eat healthy food or like exercise <laughs> or you know it's just the like, guy in the i make science support justice or whatever uh, he he's fat too in the in the ad <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh my god my so you guys will probably find this funny my most like and he doesn't listen so i don't mind saying this because he won't recognize himself but my most like COVID cautious freaked out friend who's had like now I think five vaccine shots and has been sick just for months now and has gotten like MRIs and CAT scans, like all this shit. And like now because the news is really flipping and like they proved that the vaccine paralyzed that one guy in Germany or whatever. And even like, even the lib news now is like reporting on this. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So now he's, now he's convinced that he has a vaccine injury, Oh wow! but he's still not, but he's still not anti vaccine he's just like one of the rare side effects yeah he's like i'm one of the rare like you know people who like got you know are having these problems it's unfortunate but the vaccine was still good for like overall for most people but now he's convinced that like the vaccine is what's making him sick one of the unlucky 
one in three million or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the there has been like this whole new like kind of state media regime shift again because they keep shifting the narrative over and over again. But now they're admitting like that there were some really serious vaccine side effects and blah blah blah. For, for they're wow. still saying a small number of people, but apparently some guy really did get paralyzed, and they're they're talking about it like it. I'm sure many people did, but my point is, is they're talking about it like you know, yeah, yeah. like a real case of that happening. Yeah, I also know someone else who got Bell's palsy, just like Justin Bieber did. It just seems like I don't know that like red pilled a fair amount of people. I think who like actually got like weird side effects like that yeah i hope so i mean versus you know just being like i feel like a lot of people it seems like did sort of have the reaction like cue that you're saying like your friend had like oh like you know it happened but ultimately (laughs) just like reinforce it i don't know i hope people are getting red pilled are you vaxxed tucker did we ask you last time um i don't remember but i am yeah i got the first two yeah we did too. Shame yeah. on us. <laughs> it was, yeah. I, I, I do hate that I did it. I mean, I've like made my peace with it, whatever. But it's like, I didn't like, I didn't want to, but we were visiting, um, you know, my grandmother who's elderly and I could have like pushed it with my family, but you know, it would have made this like huge deal. And I was like, Oh, I'm sure it's not actually, you know, that bad. So I just like did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so interesting this friend now is convinced. I'm just glad he's not saying he has long COVID because that was the other thing I was scared of. He's also gotten COVID more than anyone I know, and he keeps getting these uh, shots. So now I'm weirdly convinced that, like, <laughs> they're having, like, the opposite. Well, I'm not even no, weirdly convinced. That much convinced. is clear. is 100% yeah. clear. I mean, that just – I mean, everyone I know in life, like, the more vaccines they got, the more often they have COVID. Like, once I stopped getting them, like, I, I didn't get the bivalence mm-hmm. thing this year. And now it's been well over a year since I had a dose. I haven't gotten COVID. But I got COVID really shortly after my last dose. And now everyone I knew who got the bivalent one in the fall got got COVID. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, and my <laughs> immune system was just kind of shot in general for a while. I don't know what the deal was. I also was, like, not sleeping a lot, having kids and stuff. But, like, yeah, I've never been sick that much in my life. And then now it's getting to the point where at least, I, yeah, I've been feeling pretty good. Well, you had something else going on, too, right? You've mentioned it before. Some other health, chronic. Oh, something. I'm just always my my body is just a nightmare. I'm always doing like rehab like stuff because I yeah, basically went from like never doing any movement and just like all of a sudden <laughs> started like walking ten miles every day during the pandemic. It wasn't ten miles, but like long long walks, like six miles every day, and I just f- fucked up my whole body basically. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's one thing i like about new york is i do i am forced to walk long long distances every day um except for during the pandemic when i gained 20 pounds that's why i'm on ozempic <laughs> um all right guys now we really have done an hour and a half and i need to go to sleep <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we pushed it though we pushed it we did it i'm proud of us 
Thanks for coming back on, Tucker. It's lovely to talk to you every time. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Bye, A. Love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.